Hello, everyone, and we are here before rounds two and three, day two of the draft, and we're going to give you insight as to what to expect this evening in day two of the 2020 NFL draft. Again, props to the NFL. They seem to be doing things right. Uh, the home broadcast was... I, I think it was very well done. Very well done. Well, there's still plenty of very, very good players to be had. First off, we had 22 of the 32 players identified for round one. A little bit lower than what I like, but but 10 of those 22 were exactly correct. Position, team, pick. 10 is very good. Usually seven, maybe eight's a solid draft. That I'll take 10 any day of the week. I think that was enhanced greatly by Derek Brown at seven. Uh, we had CJ Henderson at nine and Makai Becton at 11 to the Jets. Those helped a lot. Let's get into day two. Uh, some of the picks here, we're just going to quickly go through here. Uh, we have Cincinnati taking Xavier McKinney, one of the top players available still on the board, would be the first safety off the board. I think here or an offensive tackle. And props to what Cincinnati did, of course, Joe Burrow. Very good selection. Number 34, the Indianapolis Colts. Hey, welcome to the draft, guys. Denzel Mims, the wide receiver out of Baylor. Very... Physical, fast wide receiver, good size, good speed. Someone who I think went from about a fourth or a fifth rounder to a late first round, early round two prospect in the last couple months of the draft. Here we have him as the second pick in round two. Detroit with A.J. Epinesa, defensive end out of Iowa. Of course, Epinesa and Yator Gross Matos out of Penn State. Both, I think, were expected, have slid down the board, I think, at kind of started the process in the top 15 and kind of slid into the 20s and, and both were not chosen in the first round. Um, I think the only thing I can think there is there neither one is adept at just killing the quarterback. I think they're very good against the run as well. They have a very well-rounded game, but not as much about get after the quarterback, get after the quarterback. And sometimes that's what the top picks well, a lot of times, that's what the top picks at defensive end is all about. Getting after that quarterback, double-digit sack guy. Zach Bound out of Wisconsin, going number 36 to the Giants. Player that we had in the first round, thought he would be one of those players to sneak in. Uh, has not. New England at 37. They traded out of the first round. Again, they've done this a lot. But Marlon Davidson, defensive end out of Auburn. Kind of that defensive end slash defensive tackle. Big player with a lot of versatility. Something that either, but actually both lines, defensive and offensive. It just seems that New England always seems to value versatility. Players that are going to be able to play two, three, sometimes even four positions along the offensive or defensive line. Marlon Davidson fits that bill. We talked a little bit about Yator Gross Matos already. Number 38, we have him going to Carolina. Carolina, you know, you think they could be going just for the inside linebacker, maybe someone to fill in the shoes of the departed great linebacker, Luke Keekley, after he retired in the offseason. 
number of very good inside linebackers on the board here. Here we have them going with another, another area of need, and they can kind of reach back, get an inside linebacker at a later, at a later point. I would expect them to address that in day two or the early stages of day three. Miami Dolphins with DeAndre Swift at number 39. This is the running back out of Georgia. There were many people who either had Swift going to the Dolphins at number 26. Of course, they ended up going number 30. They were involved in that very controversial trade where the Packers moved up and selected Jordan Love. But Miami wanting um, a running back with some versatility, good pass receiver as well as a runner. Something they're going to be looking for. And again, we could see about five, I, I would say three to five running backs off the board in round two. Trevon Diggs, first pick overall for the Houston Texans, number 40 overall. And you know why this is an important pick if you saw Houston last year. We've made note of the fact that the fact they won the division was pretty incredible when you see just how bad the past defense was a season ago. It was uh, nothing to write home about. Let's just say that. Cleveland Browns at 41. We have them with Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle, who could actually kick inside and play a guard out of Boise State. And he's a player that Cleveland's been linked to for a long time, even though Cleveland has has Jack Conklin. They, they drafted Jedrick Wills last night. Another tackle, someone with some versatility, could kick inside. It's going to be a lot of, I think the offensive line and the linebacker position are the two areas where we are going to see Cleveland maybe concentrate 70 to 75% of their picks and their thinking. 42, one of those players that, that falls, T. Higgins, the wide receiver out of Clemson, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. With this much depth at wide receiver, which is a good thing, it's not always good for the prospects. A lot of these uh, guys talent-wise, or where they are rated overall, is going to be higher than where they're going to go on the board. Again, I think T. Higgins is just one of these players that gets shuffled uh, due to a very, very crowded position. Again, wide receiver, more than likely, uh, we'll look back and say that this was, without a doubt, the deepest of any of the positions on the football field for this draft. Indianapolis back up again, their second pick in the second round at number 44, Jalen Johnson corner out of Utah. For a long time, we actually had him at number 40. Uh, I think in the final final mock before uh, last night, we had him at 40 going to the Texans. I think that's where you're going to start to see him talked about. Here, we just had them going with another corner, and he came off the board not too long later, four picks going to Indianapolis. Another one of those running backs at 45, Tampa Bay. They've done everything that seems to want to make Tom Brady happy. They got him a offensive tackle last night. He's been reunited with Gronk. Another very, very good friend for a quarterback is a stout running game. Cam Akers, who I still contend, had he played at an offensive with an offensive line, anything like we saw DeAndre Swift have at Georgia, Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin, even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU, J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State. Akers, in my mind, would be a top 20 pick and the number one running back in this draft. I think he is trending into the middle to late stages of round two. Here we have him kind of in the middle. He's as talented as any back in this draft. Do not be surprised 
If you look back and say, wow, the, the hidden running back gem of this draft was Cam Akers. Of course, he needs a good situation. Tampa would be very good for him. Josh Jones at number 46 going to Denver. Offensive tackle who was linked to uh, Miami and a lot of mocks in, in the first round. Ross Blacklock, 47 overall, Atlanta Falcons. Another player we thought, had he went in the late stages of round one, we would not have been surprised. Um, there was a lot of thought that maybe he would be the San Francisco pick at 31. There were more people, myself included, that thought San Francisco at 13 would draft one of those wide receivers. They'd be in the middle of the wide receiver kind of train that would be starting. Where And we had it correct. We had it at number 12 is where the first wide receiver went. We just did not think it would be Ruggs. Actually, we had Ruggs going number 13 to San Francisco. Uh, Blacklock at 31 and 32, I think there was a lot. It made a lot of sense for the Super Bowl teams, the 49ers and the Kansas City to actually give him a look. Here he goes to Atlanta. LaVisca Cheneau, wide receiver out of Colorado, going number 48 to the Jets. Team that has been high, high on him. I think the Jets and the Jaguars are the teams that I, I would say have paid the most attention to LaVisca Chanel. 49, here we go. Quarterbacks. Only quarterback we have going in this round, but the Pittsburgh Steelers with their first pick, they really just needed some better quarterback play. They would have been in the playoffs last year. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Green Bay all paid him a lot of attention. We had him going to Green Bay in the second round of the draft. And again, a lot of people said, why would you give the Packers a quarterback in round two? Yeah, they went in round one. Love fell in their laps, but believe it or not, had Love not done that, as I've stated, they may have moved up for Jalen Hurts, or if Hurts they thought was still going to be on the board, would have been the round two selection. I stand by that. They really, really like Jalen Hurts. A team like Pittsburgh, very good fit as well. Been a lot of uh, quarterbacks there, but it's 38 years old. It's starting, starting to think about life after Big Ben. Number 50, Robert Hunt, offensive tackle out of Louisiana Lafayette. Going to the Chicago Bears as they join into the uh, the fray. A couple of, couple of places where Chicago could look, but uh, I think a, a nice tackle selection here is, is pretty safe. Christian Fulton. Dallas at 51. Dallas gets him at 51. They're ecstatic because there was a lot of thought that maybe even at 17 they look his way or if they, they traded back a bit that Fulton would be at the, the back end of that first round in the draft. We had him just outside of round one. We pushed him back a little bit in the redraft here. But Fulton is as talented as a lot of the cornerbacks that are going to go in front of him. Had he gone in round one, there really would not be a fuss raised by us. Not at all. Prince, Tego Winogo, 52, going to the Rams. Welcome to the draft, L.A. Your best offensive lineman is 38-year-old Andrew Whitworth. Obviously, offensive tackle. Not just offensive tackle, just offensive line in general. Help is needed. 53, Philadelphia. Of course, a lot was made about their pick of Jalen Rager. Don't be surprised this is another wide receiver. Uh, Philly could be doubling up there. But here, Grant Delpit out of LSU just kind of falls in their laps. Might not be the first position they look, but in it here, Delpit's just kind of like a good pick. A lot of teams could take him, but maybe he's not the overwhelming, yeah, we're going to get him. 
I'm thinking maybe a 39 if the Dolphins do not take a running back that early, that that would be the first place where I think Grant Delpit could go. But here Philadelphia winds up with him. There, there is a need there and tremendous value. Welcome to the Draft Buffalo Bills. You got Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. And you're thinking to yourself now, Devin Singletary was a great pick last year. Yes, he was, but he was also very good with Frank Gore. I think there's a feeling that Devin Singletary could be uh, the number one guy in that offense. But I think it could be a model where, again, you've got a 1A and a 1B, Jonathan Taylor. Of course, he's got to work on the fumble problems. I, I think if ball security were not such an issue, Taylor could have been the first or second running back off the board. It's going to push him down the draft. It could even push him into the third round. Do not be surprised. Uh, even though the speed numbers are there, he's had over 2,000 yards, is one of the, the, the most accomplished runners in Big Ten history. Ball security is a big thing. Can't turn it over at the NFL level. Natane Mute, the guard out of Fresno State, going to the Baltimore Ravens at 55. Makes sense. Marshall Yonder's, Yonder's retired. Probably the best mauling run blocker in this draft. Why not go to the Ravens? They run better than anybody in the league. 56, Justin Matabuike, the defensive tackle out of Texas A&M. Versatile guy. Good first step. Makes sense for Miami. Bryce Hall, the cornerback out of Virginia, going to the L.A. Rams at 57. L.A.'s second pick in this draft. And I think... Running back, offensive line, and corners are the three areas of need that are going to need to be addressed by the Rams uh, more than any. Antoine Winfield Jr. going to Minnesota at 58. Little on the short side. Hits like a truck. Great bloodlines with his, his father being a first-round pick. Good safety. And the fact is, he's not just going to play safety. He, you can bring him in. I think he's more of like a nickel corner as well. You can move him around the secondary. Couple of uh, some injury concerns, and again, being smaller in stature, hopefully that doesn't follow follow him to the NFL level because he's a great player. Neville Gallimore going to Seattle at fifty nine. Uh, we're going we're going to see a concentration on defense and along both lines for uh, the Seahawks. J.K. Dobbins, Baltimore Ravens, sixty. Again. You've just drafted a, a, a stud guard, another running back in the fold. Why not? 61, Curtis Weaver, defensive end slash off outside linebacker out of Boise State. He had been he had, had a lot of time being spent in the first round, a lot of mocks. Disappointed a little bit with the workout and, and, and the 40-time combine didn't really light it on fire. Has kind of pushed him down into the middle to late stages of round two. K.J. Hamler, Green Bay, <laughs> any pick but a quarterback. Uh, I think the fan base kind of spoke on that one. Kind of a slot receiver, someone who fills in for the departed Randall Cobb. Tyler Biotish, guard slash center. This is a pure Kansas City uh, pick here. And Cameron Dantzler, corner out of Mississippi State. And again, uh, here he is going with the last pick around two to Seattle. I feel he's one of the most underrated players in the draft not just at the position. We're going to go to right to round three. Lloyd Cushenberry, the center uh, out of LSU, going to Cincinnati. Give them a line pick. 
Against tackles, probably more of an area of need, but this is great value at the top of uh, round three. Cole Komet, first tight end is off the board at number 66. The Redskins have a big need. Jordan Reed no longer with the team. The concussion problems, seven documented concussions during his tenure as a Redskin. Here you get the first tight end off the board. I think rounds three and four, we're going to see some tight ends coming off. Shane Lemieux, offensive guard out of Detroit. I'm sorry, not out of Detroit, to Detroit, out of Oregon. Michael Pittman. This will be tremendous value. He's probably a second-round receiver. Just happens to fall a little bit in this draft. Uh, what I, we really like about Pittman, not enough is made about his blocking ability. We have him graded as the top blocking wide receiver in this draft, going to the Jets at 68. Carolina, Malik Harrison at 69, out of the Ohio State University. There is your subsequent replacement for Luke Keekley. Jabari Zuniga, out of Florida, staying in the state, playing for the Dolphins at number 70. Obviously, pass rushing threat, something uh, is always needed. Here we go with a typical New England pick at 71. Jake Fromm, quarterback, Georgia. Why not? Keep him there. Him and Jared Stidham can battle it out. You got Brian Hoyer to kind of bring both the youngsters along. Speaking of big wide receivers that fall, we saw it just happen with Michael Pittman. How about Chase Claypool at 72? Going to the Arizona Cardinals, big target. Guy that's even been talked about as maybe being a tight end, but he's such a such good speed numbers, but he's got the size at 6'4", just a hair under 240, that he could possibly line up there and maybe be one of these smaller tight ends, really kind of stretch the field out of Notre Dame. 73, Raekwon Davis to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe look at him as the Calias Campbell uh, substitute. Julian Aquara, 74, another Notre Damer off the board. And again, outside linebacker. We talked about linebacker being a need for the Cleveland Browns. Solomon Kinley, the offensive guard out of Georgia, going to Indianapolis at 75. And we talked, I haven't really talked, but everyone knows about Quentin Nelson. What a great a great draft pick he was, but getting another guard in there, really trying to solidify that offensive line for the run game, something they want to include a little more. Why not? Why not get another stud there? At one time, he was thought to be possibly the best guard in this draft. He slipped a little bit, but there's still a lot of talent there. James Lynch, defensive tackle out of Baylor, going 76 overall to Tampa Bay. Versatile, versatile player. Davion Taylor, this is a freak athlete. Outside linebacker from Colorado going 77 to Denver, staying in state. Terrell Lewis, off, uh, outside linebacker as well from the University of Alabama. Going to the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, they are looking for edge rushers. And this is a, a little mini run as we have our third outside linebacker in a row going 79 overall to the Jets. Josh Ushi out of Michigan. Another very good athlete. Las Vegas Raiders are back-to-back -back on the clock at 80 and 81. Take Tony Pride. That's our third Notre Dame guy in round three. Corner. And then just a value guy. You have back-to-back -back picks. Why not take a little bit of a flyer? Trey Adams, the gigantic offensive tackle of the University of Washington. Last year before his back injury, he was a guy that was thought of as a top 10 pick overall. Still banged up a little bit. There's some questions about how, how long the career is going to be. Has this kind of set him 
set him up for some upcoming issues with the back, or maybe his career won't be as long. But such a big guy and a mauler. Someone's definitely going to take him in the third or fourth round. Ashton Davis, the safety out of Cal. We're going to stay out west. Going to Dallas at 82. Of course, there's a big need in the secondary. Safeties and corners. We had Dallas with a corner in round two with Christian Fulton. Now we have them addressing the safety position. Boy, it's a run on uh, out west here. We got uh, Oregon Troy Dye inside linebacker going to Denver. As Denver goes outside inside and takes a pair of linebackers in round three. John Simpson, the guard from Clemson, going to the L.A. Rams. Of course, we talk so much about what is needed along that offensive line. Answer everything. Detroit, they say it's not big with a quarterback, but he's just sitting there in the third round. Why not? Jacob Eason, the one-time Georgia quarterback who transferred to the University of Washington, going 85th overall to the Detroit Lions. Heir apparent. Matthew Stafford. Damian Lewis, offensive guard from LSU, going to Buffalo at 86. And again, 87. Those Patriots know how to fill a need. Adam Troutman out of the University of Dayton. The Flyers, 87th overall. Figures to be one of the first tight ends off the board. Very natural runner. Really looks good in the open field. Zach Moss, another running back for New Orleans. 88th overall, people are saying, really? Alvin Kamara there? Well, remember how effective he was with Mark Ingram in the fold. Of course, Ingram went to uh, Baltimore. And there was some talk that New Orleans might even go there in round one. I thought that was a little bit of a smokescreen, but not a total smokescreen. I think they want to draft a running back at some point. A lot of the top runners coming off the board, Moss being one of the last ones in that next tier, it's a good fit. Yasir Durant, offensive tackle out of Missouri, going 89 overall to the Minnesota Vikings. Devon Hamilton, defensive tackle out of Ohio State, going to Houston at number 90. Ve uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, taking a very good athlete. Daryl Taylor, the outside linebacker from Tennessee. Possibility that uh, maybe this guy is just a, a poor man's version of Isaiah Simmons. You can put him in the secondary a little bit as well. Kind of a jackknife. Speaking of jackknives, Lynn Bowden Jr., wide receiver who played quarterback for much of his junior season at Kentucky, going to the Ravens at 92. Of course, some weird formations, a lot of gimmicky type of run plays. Bowden would be a, a great person to make an impact, as well as even though he's not the fastest guy, Good return ability, very good vision, uh, really shifts his, his weight well and makes uh, good cuts. So He's kind of a valuable return person, so I think he can make his mark on special teams uh, as well as in other facets of the game. 93, Tennessee, Albert Aquabuenum, the tight end out of Mizzou. Again, this was a guy who's just never lived up to his potential. Even though Missouri has more of a throwing style of offense, just would, would do just enough to wow you with his physical prowess, but just an athletic ability, but just never really seemed to tap into it fully. Uh, but regardless, is still thought of as one of the best tight ends in this draft to him at 93. Jacob Phillips, the inside linebacker that Green Bay needs going at 94. Of course, there is a large contingent thinking they'll go there at some time. Brian Edwards, the wide receiver out of South Carolina, 
Going to Denver at 95, there's definitely some injury uh, issues there. Not a speed guy. Is thought of as, as he's just a guy that's going to move the sticks. And even though he's not the fastest, he gets separation long enough that you have a good quarterback with good timing. You're going to be able to find him. He's going to get open. 96, Kansas City Chiefs with Logan Stenberg, second Kentucky player off the board this round, offensive guard. And then uh, we start in with uh, some of those compensatory picks. 97, Cleveland, again, talked about the need for linebackers. Logan Wilson of the University of Wyoming. 98, Ben Bredesen, the offensive guard out of Michigan, going to New England, who has two of the next three picks. They pick at 98 and 100. In the middle, we have the Giants staying with kind of a, a hometown feel. Syracuse defensive end Alton Robinson. I think he is one of the more overlooked players in this draft. Kyle Duggar, a safety out of Lenore Rhine University, going at number 100 to the New England Patriots. Harrison Bryant, tight end, out of the University of Washington. Not your classic tight end as far as uh, not being very tall, maybe. He lines up as an H-back or use him as a fullback, kind of more in the 6'2", 6'3", range, but have him in state with Seattle. Calvin Throckmorton, got to love that name. Going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, offensive tackle. I think there's going to be a couple of picks along the line there. Pittsburgh wants to ensure some depth along the offensive line. Matt Hennessy, center from Temple University, going to Philadelphia at 103. Again, we don't have them with a second receiver yet, but there's also a, Philadelphia's paid a lot of attention to centers. Maybe thinking Jason Kelsey only has one or two more years in the tank. I think this is the perfect time for Philadelphia to maybe take uh, a center, have him learn under, under Kelsey. Cesar Ruiz, who went round one to New Orleans, was a player that Philadelphia liked a lot. There was a lot of feeling that if those wide receivers had been off the board by 21, or a lot of some of the players they liked were gone, that Ruiz may have been the pick for the Eagles had they stayed at 21. Tyler Johnson, good. Again, more of a possession-type receiver, but he's got some sneaky speed as well. Not really fast, just, uh, just does enough to get open. He just kind of surprises you. Going to the Rams at 104. Two more picks in the round. Minnesota with Anthony Jennings, defensive end out of Alabama. Wow, another SEC pick. And why not end round three? A little bit gimmicky, but Baltimore, they lost Hayden Hurst. He, he left. Get another tight end, a little bit smaller. Again, kind of like Hunter Bryant. You can line him up in the backfield. Thaddeus Moss. That's right. Randy's kid. 106 overall would put bring a close to day two. Now, again, for we are going to have another podcast tomorrow going over how round two went. Another podcast that'll be like this, which will detail the picks available in day three. Those might not be just shotgunning and going down in order like round four or round five. Might be more team by team. Players that we have them with uh, in our latest mock, areas that they're going to look on the football field, basically addressing where they might look after things have kind of shaken themselves out after days one and two of the draft. So that kind of brings us to, uh, let's see, we're a little under three hours now. It's about uh, about quarter after four here, Eastern Standard Time. So we've got uh, two hours and 45 minutes. 
until day two gets underway. So we wanted to put this up, give you a little bit of time to digest it, see how things go tonight. As always, if you have any questions, come on back to draftsite.com. We try to put up as much information as possible to fill your draft needs in one of the greatest spectacles in sports, especially in a time like this, where there's not a lot of sports or sports-related sports activities that are on. This is something we really need. We hope day two goes as smoothly as day one did. The NFL did a fantastic job. Again, I'm DJ Boyer signing off for everyone here at Draft.com. We'll see you soon.